Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And today, joining us for part three of Scream, our opening kill is... Wait. <laughs> Don! Um, Forgot the guests. <laughs> I know. What are the names? What are their names? Sound it out. And today joining us for part three of Scream is our opening kills. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, I'm like blanking on how to say your oh, last name out loud. Oh, oh Weisselman. That's Weisselman. I, okay. It'll trip you up. Don't worry. God, I've only known you for a long time. All right. It's okay. And I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And joining us today is our opening kills for part three of Scream, Garrett Weisselman and Latoya Ferguson. Hello. 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 I'm so happy to have both of you here. And I'm sorry that my voice sounds like a nightmare because I am very sick. That's okay. You just sound like Casey Becker on the porch at the end of her opening scene. We said that in the last one too. So there you go. It's it's clearly clearly a common thread. Method acting over here. Jeremy Strong Boo. It's so good. You know, it's going to be funny though, as we're recording all of these out of order. So your voice is getting progressively better. Yeah. Um, Throughout so by part two, you'll be fine. You know? Um, But yeah. So yeah, we're going to be covering part three everything at Stu's house and what basically scene 118 right um and yes. i gotta point out jared i love that you and i jared i love that you and i both have the super yaki shirts i wore that one for our first recording i love that listen you can't go wrong i bought the whole pack and i'm deciding which one to wear and it felt like you know if we're talking about screen we should pay a little tribute to wes so yeah, uh, yeah. how embarrassing if you both would have been courtney cox tonight <laughs> i mean listen i there's a, such a gross joke that I'm not going to make. Let's continue, shall we? <laughs> Jared, you should have been Parker Posey. That should have been your shirt. Uh, if they didn't make Parker Posey, I feel like Jennifer Jolie got the shaft and it was really rude. And that's mm. um, also a hate crime, I got to say. Yeah, maybe yeah. for the next drops. But Tori, we're already in Scream 3. You made the joke <laughs> right before we started recording. I know, it's why I said also. open it with Scream 3. <laughs> I will let people know when things are hate crimes. That's my job. Jared, go. did you get the Nev Campbell one? I could never get that one. It was always yes, sold out. I, I, got, I got Nev Campbell, I got David Arquette, I got Courtney and uh, Matthew Lillard. So that was like the little five pack that they sold. So. I, oh, okay. I should have just bought, like, put on like the, the shirt I got from Redbubble, which is not scream related but it is a uh, fraser related and it just is all the characters from fraser and that's what i should have been promoting tonight <laughs> and you shouldn't have said anything don't even look at it don't mention <laughs> right, it exactly and just, it's just normal normal yeah. <laughs> but yeah so we're going to talk about uh the the end act of the movie which is a good like zach said a good whole hour of the movie it's like 40 to 50 minutes didn't yeah. it? like they really milk this set it's a good set yeah um so we we they have this party because school is canceled so Stu's throwing this big party and he has this gorgeous house that we have now seen in all the previews for the new scream um we'll be going back to that house um new scream in which i'm adding i'm adding a v to the title somewhere even if they don't want it to be it's gonna be there in my mind I don't know why they didn't. It was such an, it was right there. I mean, you could even make the, like the V and the M that, uh, there were so many opportunities. I don't know. Exactly. I think five cream maybe, sounds really Maybe good. we are saying that the M has the V and they're just not acknowledging it, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. Let's make it like much more distinct, I said. <laughs> just add additional lines. We'll just go around the entire country just adding with Sharpies like an actual V. And hey, carry your Sharpie with you and really do it if you see it. If you see I'm it, just, do right, your just, job. If you, you see know, something, if you see something, do something. something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, as far as like the final act for for all of these movies, where does this one kind of sit with you all? 
I think this final act is one of the greatest final acts in all of film, honestly. Mm. Not even just like in like the whole franchise, but just in film. It's so impressive. Yeah. Because they are just like truly just in the central location. And obviously you have like exteriors and whatever, but to, to get people to be so focused and engaged on what's going on everywhere in this, you know, sprawling house, which is something obviously you have that in Scream 3 technically. You have like a uh, Scott Foley's estate. It's not, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not to like to the same extent. No, I, I agree. Cause like the thing that's amazing about the, this set is you, unlike Scream 3, where it felt like you just kept finding rooms that fit the story. Like you had, I could draw the architecture layout of the house. It makes so much sense. It's so clear to me. I know where all the rooms are. I know where all, you know, the stairs and the attics and the corridors. And like it's, it, and it's, and it's, I think it's because they do such an amazing job at like timing out the last 40 minutes of the movie, right? So people are never where they shouldn't be. They're always showing up at exactly, like there's a real meticulousness to how everything plots out that I think gives you a fuller sense of actually the location that you're in. And they do that really throughout the whole movie too, right? They do that with Casey Becker's house. They do that with Mm -hmm. Sydney's house. Um, They're really good at establishing a location and just kind of putting it in our minds, you know, and we, we remember those. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it like, I, I mean, I say this about everything with these movies, but in the lesser movie, this would not have worked like being in yeah. the same house for that long. Yeah. Like, it just would have been like, all right, come on. Like, right. what are we doing? But there's like so much for them. Like we get like Gail and Dewey going for a walk. We get, you know, the, we get Tatum going to the garage, but it still feels separate enough because the house mm-hmm. is pretty freaking big. Um, that we can have these like scenes in this like this one setting, but we have the separate scenes happening and they all do like work. Like it it you can buy that like they don't hear Tatum being killed because the house right. is big and the property's huge, yeah. right? Totally. Obviously, it's a testament to Wes Craven's directing, but like especially early Kevin Williamson, he knows how to like fucking write a set piece in general yes. and just like to, to make a location because that's like not just you know i know what you did last summer but also just dawson's creek in general even like early vampire diaries yeah. like he knows how to make a location you know the fifth lady as it were <laughs> no it's true i mean because even if you think about like the salvatore house and the way it fits into mystic falls like he really understood like the importance of feeling grounded in a place to make something feel real. And I think that's why these movies are so effective. It's because everything in it feels extremely real and grounded because of exactly what you're talking about, Latoya. Yeah, and that's, I think, why uh, the final act of Act 3 of of Scream 3 compared to this one doesn't work as well because, like, the main setting is, like, the, the Prescott home set of that movie and then you move on to roman's little right. like magic castle ass castle house, <laughs> yeah house of horrors like yeah. it's it like it's just like new rooms keep appearing and then there's secret corridors and then there's a, like a movie theater room and it's like this felt like aaron Kruger was like just writing scenes he's like well all of these things would of course be in this crazy person's house versus this which is this is the house how do i write the movie that takes place in this existing setting Watch them do that for five, though. This house ends up with a bunch of new corridors, and there's a secret basement Stu's been living in. (laughs) (laughs) But also, Kirby's there alive. Kirby is alive, baby. That's all we want. It's all we need. uh, There's like, don't you still hold hold out like a small chance that she's going to somehow pop up in five? I I kind of think so, right? 
That would be I, so I, I would, something. I would scream. <laughs> I I think she would work as like the opening kill. I think. Yeah. I don't want her to die, but uh, like they're like, finally she's dead. Shut the fuck up all you yeah, gay. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> there, see, now you saw her die. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I actually do we I mean we build up the um chemistry between Dale Gale and Dewey here. And I actually do yeah. you know they they have chemistry, they just really do. You know, I was just t- screen capping for Scream 2 earlier today, and like the scene where she like He's like quoting her book at her mm-hmm. about like what she says. And you see Gail is charmed by him. Like he's, yeah. he's fucking pissed at her, but she's charmed. And she's like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, and she means it. And it's Gail Weathers. Like she doesn't give a shit, but she does genuinely care about him. And I like seeing them. Like he is like a doofus, but she is. And she's like a take no shit, severe character, but she is charmed by him. And I like seeing them. I like seeing that. I do too. I do wonder, I mean, obviously they're both good actors, but like, would that, like that relationship between those two characters have been as effective over the course of the franchise if there wasn't the actual relationship that Courtney and David were having simultaneously? Like they said, you know, in Scream 1, you're watching them fall in love. That was mm-hmm. them meeting and falling in love on the set. Scream 2, they were like really together. So it's it's interesting to think about how much of the, the flirtatious and the chemistry that we're seeing in their eyes was just real. And maybe that even made it feel more, you know, watchable and compelling and like a a relationship you really cared about in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, And, you know, I think about this a lot. Like I saw Scream was like my intro to horror. So they're watching Halloween and I hadn't seen Halloween when I saw Scream. Um, And I always think how weird that is that like, my like my first like the first part I saw of Halloween was in the movie screen was them watching it. Um, Zach, I gotta say, like, how do you feel about that as Halloween being your favorite franchise? Like, does that like really uh, excite you, or do you? Oh like, yeah, yeah, obviously. When I, when I see them playing Halloween on on a TV screen, I don't know. Like, as a fan of horror, I think anybody gets excited to see their little you know Easter eggs planted everywhere throughout the whole series throughout any movie you know um i'd seen halloween when probably around the first time i saw scream so i i remember from my earliest watches like recognizing it and and seeing that and get getting really excited for it um but i don't know are there any references to other horror movies in this like final act well, yeah, there's the Norman Bates cycle line yeah. that, you know, we all go a little crazy sometimes. Carrie, pig's blood, mm-hmm. the corn syrup. Um, and then when That's they're going- when they the, give up the ghost, basically. Yeah, you know? yeah. But otherwise, it's just like the rules and what they're watching and talking yeah. about sort of, you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis. And But it's not as referential, I think, because I think what they're doing now, they don't need to refer to anything because they're actually building their own sort of mythology in a way, right? Like yeah. they've, they've, set the, they've set the groundwork that- they love horror movies. They understand horror movies. And now they're like, and now this is our. Yeah. Now movie. we're, now we're in a horror movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can we talk about Tatum's death? I feel like that happens fairly That's early. Pretty on. early, right? Like everybody's yeah. still it's, at the party when that ends. It's, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I mean, that's a thing Scream always does, right? It has these characters that die that like you like, and Tatum is like a very good character. And I even like her reaction to Ghostface, right? She's just like, ugh, this is annoying. Like, she's like, oh, no, I don't want to die. Put me in the sequel. And then once she's like, 
oh, this guy's really cut me. She's like throwing beer bottles at him and smashing him in the head with the refrigerator door. Gosh, she's he, like, Ghostface goes through it in this series. He does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I always felt a little let down by her death just because getting smushed by a garage door. While it is like a brutal horror kill, I don't know. I'm always like, ah, I feel it looked like a I'm little, gonna... looked a little hammy when they did it. Yeah. It's like people question, of course, the science, but like considering it was Stu, it's like he probably rigged that shit, you know? So that's, that's the science to it. True, yeah. true. And I think but, but I also... McGowan could fit through it also. Didn't she say that? She said, yes, she, she... So she had to act like she couldn't. Well, I think what's really interesting, it's like, but we have to remember, like, and I always think this when we talk about like Austin Powers movies, right? Like now looking back, we think they're so cheesy and we think they're so like, oh, cliche, but it's like, they invented the cliche. Yeah. So like the idea of like the Tatum death, like, I don't mean, when I saw that, I was like, I don't remember horror movies being this final destination-y about the way people were being killed, right? Yeah. And I almost feel like, you know, like the writer of Final Destination was like, well, that's cool. How do I make a whole movie where people just die in interesting ways like that? But I think <laughs> it's, it's weird. And I don't know who just said this a minute ago, but like in lesser hands, there's no way that scene would have worked, right? Without Wes Craven's direction, without Rose's performance, without Kevin's script, there's no way a girl being killed in a dog door would be so upsetting and haunting and believable. But for some reason with the three of them together, it really works in a way that like, you know, before obviously, you know, Marissa Jarrett would know current scary movie and then Shannon Elizabeth like doing the same speech, like the speech has become sort of parodied and the scene has become kind of parodied, but like, this invented the parody. And so yeah. for me, it's like, I think I always still get a little bit of that. Like, you know, the Godfather always will scare you in a different way than everything else will. It's definitely haunting. You know, whenever I uh, watch, especially this one, I do think of Scream 3. And I think of, you know, Sydney walking through and like seeing the, like the sets of, yeah. you know, Tatum's death and everything like that. And it takes me back to that. And it does feel like a little bit haunting. It feels like we're watching something that, you know, really happened. But I mean, yeah, it's a movie. But you know, no, I know, what you, I know what you mean, Ian. It's like, it, it, I mean, <laughs> Zach, I'll be Ian. Not me. It's fine. We'll uh, no, Zach, I'll be no. your Ian. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zach. I know what you mean. Like, of all the things that don't work for me in Scream Three, like the the bringing Sydney back in that way to that trauma, like always did kind of work. Like the scene in like, and that's maybe a bit of Nev's performance. Like she gives it such like a power, like you feel Sydney being affected by this. And so it works again in a way it probably shouldn't. Yeah. If, if Nev wanted to be in, you know, more of that movie, yeah. it, it could have been much better. Cause um, I don't know if you've, you've noticed lately, but all horror movies are about trauma um yeah. and three, 100 is about trauma yeah. <laughs> and also voice changers that are magic apparently oh, i love that voice changer though i love it but, I mean, <laughs> I, i'm a very big fan of screen three I, I i really love that movie but like you know uh sydney seeing that set and then sydney seeing tatum's body in this movie it's like a direct mm. parallel right and those are two different sorts of points of of that trauma if we want to talk about the trauma you know like this is all of the trauma created in this last act, right? It's it's a lot. It's a lot that's yeah. going to carry throughout the rest of the franchise. Even like now in these little clips and snippets that we're getting for the new movie, they're taking it back to Stu's house, right? Um, so we have a we do have, and you're kind of talking about like you know how Scream invented all of this stuff. Uh, we're we're revisiting tropes and ideas and everything that this movie did create. Um, yeah, yeah, and I like just, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just, I, 
for this new movie, movie uh, new movie i really just i do want sydney to survive just because like it's kind of fucking bleak if if after all of this sydney yeah. doesn't live right like the rest of them can die and obviously i don't want them to but they, they could but it's like if sydney dies it's just like it's gonna feel weird it was like Jamie gonna, curtis yeah. dying at the beginning of Res- halloween resurrection it like it yeah. felt wrong yeah just, it's just, just don't like, do it it really is all hope is lost and not in the sense where all hope is lost and then you have something to save it. It's like, yeah. well, what was the fucking point? She's not else. going to. She has a baby. I, I don't see them doing that. Like, I don't kill that so. baby. That's too <laughs> 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 The baby's the killer. The baby's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> baby on that poster? The yeah. baby on that poster? Right. But I still, I'm sorry, but that poster thing, I think, is a trick because technically Ghostface is on the poster. Yes, so exactly. So I think they're playing with people's like ideas of like that it has to be one of the faces you see and not the actual killer who's in the center of the poster. But I think also, it's like also, all it's of Jack the Quaid. new Don't teens. Trust Quaid. I think it's most of the new teens. I <laughs> yeah. think there's going to be a, like a whole group of Ghostface. They're going to yeah. do, uh, they're going to pull that uh, Emma Roberts shit. Yeah. But also, like, all of the movies always have the back. killer on the poster. Like, right. I, I mean, Aside from, I think Debbie no. Salt is the only one that wasn't on a well, the poster. Is oh, Timothy, crime. Is Latoya named the crime. I think he is. Okay. I don't think he was on the poster, but I no, was, was he not? I don't I'm think so. Right but also, if it's going to be a group of teens, it's like, finally, Kevin's going to do the Scream 3 he wanted, which was just the following, and that did not turn out well. Mm. Although, I mean, following was good for one season when they were having a threesome, but otherwise it did not <laughs> I, work I, out so much. I wanted to like the following, especially because it's like, oh yeah, the following is just the Scream 3 he wanted, basically, but they're all like right. super adults, but it's just like, because it, it got to that phase of Kim, Kevin Williamson just doing violence, especially towards women, just because yeah. he could. I, yeah. I watched I watched all of a stalker. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. So there's two Scream 2 posters. Like, yeah. that is that is that set up? One is Nev, David, Courtney. Well, all both are Nev, David, Courtney. And then the four people interchange are Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jerry O'Connell, uh, Liev Schreiber, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. So he was on it. So, the, but in three, uh, what's his face is on it, I'm pretty sure. Well, let's and... do that. I got a Google box open. <laughs> in some. Oh, oh. Oh, wait. Maybe not. No. Nope. So, well, so uh, no, he's really not. So it's, it's. I mean, but also for the Scream 2 poster, it was supposed to be Jerry O'Connell, as we all know, and then they rewrote. So. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. See. Yeah, it's De- Dion Richmond gets a lot of placement on the poster. Parker wow, Posey. that's actually very impressive. Good for him. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then Dion David Richmond, who is great, but of course, you know, as he noted in not another team movie, he was always just you know the black guy. Right. <laughs> um, and that is Emma whack. Emma, Emma, <laughs> Emma Roberts is on the poster for four, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not that crazy that one of those. I mean, I assumed it had to be one of those people. I mean, it's literally the entire cast of the film that we've seen, so I can't imagine how it's not one of them. Yeah, um, but I, I could see what you're saying that, like, well, Ghostface is on the poster. Who knows? So. I mean, who knows? It's it's, so, it's a funny bit. What, regardless? Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. I think it, it, really it, well, works. it totally worked. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And they spent like you know days trying to dissect it. We're all f words here. We all also love Buffy <laughs> and how Buffy. <laughs> Buffy and Sydney both had like very terrible first like yeah. sexual encounters and how like that alone. Didn't we you? all? <laughs> <laughs> right. John Mayer was playing for my first sexual oh, no. encounter. So. Oh my God. It could have been Creed. <laughs> <laughs> A blonde white man. Of course it was John Mayer playing at the time. <laughs> Wait, I have a side. Fastballs of the Way was playing when I lost. <laughs> I, I love that song. <laughs> 
Wait, so I told that story at a bar with like some friends. I was like, but it was my heterosexual virginity, but I'm very gay. And one of the like friends of a friend that was there was like, oh my God, I'm friends with the lead singer of that band. I'm texting him this oh, right now. Oh <laughs> my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, make sure you tell him I'm gay. She's like, yeah, that's the best part of this story. <laughs> <laughs> Your song turned my here. friend gay. <laughs> The way he uh, turned him gay. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, Sydney and Billy, he's been pressuring her all the whole the whole movie, basically like, you'll get over your mom if we have sex. Like, we'll right. be fine. They have sex. Like Sydney, get over. He she died like a month ago. Come yeah, on. God. <laughs> my mom left my dad. It's the same thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he really tries. He really, he really, he really tries. And you he know tries what? Too if much. I were Sydney, I would have fallen for it because it is ski rollers. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> if that's that the man. bar for creating serial killers, though, uh, <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair opportunity for Sydney and Five. And you know what? We will support <laughs> and we will accept. I mean, Billy invented incels. <laughs> <laughs> but so then he gets like fake murdered um do we th- th- it, does do you think he stays up there the whole time or is he does he put on the costume and run around i think I, he puts on the, I think yeah. he does a, a little dance i just had sex dance and then he puts on the costume okay, okay. <laughs> priorities confetti <laughs> falls and he's like i'm no longer a virgin <laughs> <laughs> also, do we really believe billy was a virgin I mean, that's the problem is even looking back now, I'm like, they just don't look. I mean, they're not. Did they say what year they're in? I don't think they ever say what year they're in. Right. High school. Well, I mean, it, well, the, it take, the, the, the sequel takes place a year later and yeah. they're in college. Yeah, so that's, true. that's true. The default in all teen things is sophomore, but because of the way things yeah. go with the next movie, it, they yeah. have to be seniors. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so then that's the I remember watching it. And like, so when Ghostface kills Billy, we get all those weird rooms where it's like, there are yeah. a lot of doors. I do get confused. Okay. Yeah. So we were talking yeah. about the layout being like really like pieced together in your mind. Yeah. Uh, it's that Scooby-Doo I, shit. The, the, the fucking stairs that lead to all well, the, the Winchester house is what. Right. The, well, I just think, I just think is. it's like, a, it's a giant staircase like this. Okay. A bunch of rooms around this and then the staircase down and then the one up to the attic. I mean, I'm not, Jerry I'm not telling you. Jerry is about like, to drop schematic. I, I would, <laughs> no, we should have done that. We should have had. No, like I mean, I, listen, I, I couldn't like tell you what's in all of the rooms, but I, I get it. It's like, it's like a round thing where all the things kind of connect. And then up and down. Yeah. It's like I, the Hallowell like house. Well, I could tell you the right. geography to a point, and then oh, I'm just yes. like, what the fuck? Right. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> really? <like> feet- <laughs> but it was one, there was one season where all of a sudden there was just like a different bathroom that we had yeah. not seen for like five yeah. years. And I was like, did, did Cole build a bathroom? Like, I, don't I used understand. to put I don't that know. shit together on The Sims just all the time. It never <laughs> made sense. I never understood. It, it took me a very, very, like, embarrassingly long time to figure out that that was a set and not them right. filming at the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, As a kid, I always thought it was like, I always thought like all shows that had a house, like that oh, was yeah. real. That was a house. They filmed yeah. their house. Well, because there's always exteriors, right? So you go to San Francisco, it's there. Obviously, they film there. You go to Ravello Drive, it's Buffy's house. You go inside, it's Buffy's bedroom. Like just, right. in my mind, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so this is when they chase Sydney gets chased up to the attic, right? And this is yes. when she Yes, falls out the window and then sees Tatum. She has I always think- really good chases in this one. Yeah. Yeah, because I always think that's a really good chase. And I also always think, like, 
man, I would have been like, my back, fuck. If I fell in, <laughs> even though it's like covered, that would still hurt your back. But she, there are seats in boats like that. Uh, there are seats. There, uh, it would hurt a lot. I was always amazed though, like from a, like going back to the West Craven of all, the direction of that fall is so interesting, yeah. right? Because like they do such a good job choreographing it where Sydney falls, and she falls in a way where she would never see Tatum's body before the minute she sees it. And then she rolls off in a way where she still wouldn't see it and then goes up so fast that yeah. she would look right past it and wouldn't notice. It. So it's like she's standing in front of it and yet they make it so understandable that she doesn't see it until the moment she does. And it's like, that's the stuff that I feel like Wes was so good at, right? Like he really put people in the situation where ev- all of their steps felt real. Like you were experiencing the real emotion as it was going through versus like, well, we don't want her to see it yet because it's going to be weird. So let's just have her pretend she doesn't see it or something. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. It is like, even the way she rolls off, if yeah, she just it, kept, it would have been, yeah. It's it's smart. It's really, really smart. You know, like, I feel bad for Sydney. Like, the Dev Campbell's, like, reaction oh. to just seeing her best friend, like, smooshed in this garage, like, Jesus. I mean, she's such a, I mean, she's such a good actor that she, that's why Sydney works. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's written really well and you get the pathos and all of that. But like, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but we don't have to go into it. But like the micro expressions on Nev's face when Billy and Stu are doing their kitchen speech and like, she's learning this information. It's like, it's so impressive what she does as an actor in this movie and not like the big swings and not the screaming, but like the little moments that make it feel like, a real person going through trauma is what grounds, I think the next three films, you know, yeah. and maybe this f- next fourth one in this belief that this person is like, has had, that continues to have their entire life like taken from them over yeah. and over again. That's a big conversation that needs to be had is the, um, like Sydney has no life. She, <laughs> zero life at all. I mean, that even starts from fucking yeah. Maureen before this movie, before this movie even yeah. is a thing. She's yeah. already living in, you know, fictitious movie land, dealing with trauma. Like her damn whore mother. Her whore mother. <laughs> Sydney's whore mother. And, and every time she tries to have a life, like, you know, in two, she goes to college and it gets ruined again. So, like, the being the recluse in three, like, kind of makes sense. And then yeah. it's still gets fucked up. And it yeah. sucks because, like, Laura right. Strode has Michael Myers. She knows who's coming at her, mm-hmm. right? And Sydney's like, <laughs> Tuesday, the baker is is yeah. mad at me today. He's <laughs> gonna put on a fucking ghost face costume. <laughs> it's really just oh god, she's so good. Uh, yeah, no, I I really do think like Nev Campbell, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. You wouldn't think they would be like fantastic horror, but they just are, right? They yeah. just really are. Um, but so then she she runs out and she. Is, does she have the moment in the car after this or is it before the van? So so what happens is, because I did just watch it again this afternoon, she falls and then we immediately go to Dewey and Gail returning from their walk okay. and they split mm-hmm. up. Dewey goes in the house, Gail goes to the van to find Kenny. Okay. But Kenny, well, Kenny dies though. Ken, right, Kenny's dead. So Kenny, uh, so Kenny's dead at that. Oh wait, no, that's got to be backwards because <laughs> so this falls, is how it feels to me. She falls. Oh, she, right. she falls, runs to the van. To Kenny, gets in the van. Right. Then they have the thirty second delay because he's going to yeah. kill Randy. And then yeah, the, yeah, yes, thank yeah. you. Okay. So we get uh, Jamie Kennedy's Randy yelling Jamie behind you to the TV screen. 
Um, yeah, he realizes that there's a delay, which Gail had found out earlier. Which is also such good setup. Like the fact that they make this nonchalant thing like 30 minutes earlier in the film, like this, that it plays out again. Like, this is such a good script. And I don't have to tell anyone listening to this <laughs> or the three of you this. But like, hey guys, uh, did I, you hear the script did, for Scream? Did you hear is, that Scream um, is an good? amazing script? But it's like, <laughs> like every time I watch it, I always feel like I'm impressed over and over again by like how good it actually is. I will say recently, I only recently realized that when Kenny does get his throat slit, he shows her the door to get out of in the back of the van. Like he says the door and he like points to uh, it and she gets out that way. And I had never noticed that. Is that what he's life. doing? I thought he was just doing a death turn. No, he like, says like, door. Like dying. Okay. Oh. He says door and it, that's the little yeah. like back door Kenny. she gets out of. There you go. Kenny yeah. was the only Kenny's one worth the damn in this movie. <laughs> 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 that's a new thing we've learned about Scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, um what about like uh nev campbell's final look and do you which which one is y'all's favorite like what she's wearing in the final through, through all of them yeah i mean well I, I, the first one of course she has the post-coital jean jacket which yeah. is very important yes <laughs> but there, i think she but, looks cute in it I love she does. It. I love it. I know, but like there is something to be said for that like green shirt leather moment that she has yeah. at the end of two with like the necklace it just it all it looks really cool. It looks, but I have to go with this one as well. The jean jacket, there's just, and then also this is going to sound so gross, but like the way she's covered in blood through the course of the end of the first yeah. movie, like I find so visually appealing. Like there's the thing on her cheek and her hair, like it just, it- There it, is something it, about that in, in yeah. horror movies, especially like, you know, going back to Jamie Lee Curtis, like, you know, her blood placements in, in the first Halloween, like there is something very visually appearing. <laughs> appealing about a a good cut you know yeah, even in yeah, buffy yeah. buffy's got like you know in season right. seven the uh over the eyebrow one that's yeah. it's, it's very good for sure you hear that latoya they like seeing women bleeding <laughs> and cut up sorry I, I moved on to think you ever think about how sydney's dad sucks <laughs> just sit, sitting in a closet doing nothing for made no noises at all a a whole party. just maybe a <laughs> <laughs> like something. figure something out your daughter is saving the goddamn world right now <laughs> and then where the fuck just is like buffy's dad yeah. oh who gosh. don't talk about <laughs> don't we don't talk about him he's in la Send oh hank out. fucking summers <laughs> <laughs> if he'd show up in an episode of angel and still not seen his daughter <laughs> <laughs> it was like i came here i was just really hoping this would be one of the weeks she came here also <laughs> <laughs> But so then we get, um, isn't it right after this when she escapes, she goes into the, the car, right? With the keys? Yeah, or does she go back in the house? In the so car goes, first, she, right? So what, when, when, she, when she gets out of the van, that's when Gail and Dewey come back. And then Sydney comes back. And that's when Dewey right. comes out of the door with the stab. And that's when she gets in the car. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Because right. then, because yeah. I think that car scene, like, is so good. So yeah. good. I, I it, It's funny. Like, I forget how effective that scene is when you think about the film because it's like there's so many other big moments and it's like the fall in the house you forget that there's this really great like tight two-minute scene just in this one trap location when he drops those keys and bangs on the window it's just like oh fuck you forget how much of the whole thing is like i'm trying to escape like just not right. stick around for all this bullshit, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Gail goes in her van. For the longest time, I didn't know what she said because the the like is it ADR? The ADR is like very uh-huh. weird for that scene. Um, but I do love the like 
I think it's like a very iconic, like with the blood coming down and she puts on the windshields and then it's Kenny and she's like, I'm sorry, Kenny, but get the fuck off my windshield. Like it's yeah. just so good. It's really good. Courtney, Courtney, Courtney was really good at sort of like the like the hysterical lines, like when when Gail is in hysterics yeah. and like re, like there's something about her voice that I think lends itself really, really well to like scream talking through those big moments. Yes. Yeah. And that's really accurate. Yeah. <laughs> because right, because then she she goes to like drive away and sees Sydney and then crashes her car. Yeah. Um and Sydney goes back in the house and Sydney finds is it it's Stu and Billy or Stu and Randy yeah. that are like arguing with her. And that's when we get her fuck you both yeah. moment with the gun running back in the house. Um, and then Zach, uh, who comes tumbling down the stairs? I don't know. <laughs> who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Billy. This son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Upstairs. His dream boat. The, the corn, How dare you? <laughs> Do you like his blood placement? you like all the blood. Okay. I've, I've yeah. met Skeet Ulrich once in person and still get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could get he, it. he looks great now. He still looks like pretty yeah. good. Um, Jared's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jared's Seeing it in the off, bubble, like, the, oh, yeah. the cloud, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, no, he comes, he comes tumbling down and, and we get the V. So we, you know, we get this whole final sort of thing with Sydney and, and Stu and, uh, and Billy and Billy shoots randy and like what what do you guys remember being surprised by all of these like little dominoes falling it was effective yeah i I mean i you know similar to ian like i had not seen like a lot of horror movies before scream i was you know i was 14 or 15 and this was really like my first entree into horror. And so the the tropes that maybe I would identify now, right? Like are not things I even knew to think about at the time. And so, yeah. I mean, I remember thinking Billy was fully dead. I was like, oh my God, it wasn't Billy. Like, that's crazy. Who can it be? I do feel like, I remember when he showed up again, I was like, oh, you know what it is? When he shows up again, and then he does, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a moment when they let Randy in and yeah. Skeet, whether it's Skeet's performance or Billy or whatever, like to me, that's the moment he drops the veil because he's too animated, right? Like he's just falling down the stairs and he's coughing and he's like, quick, 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 come inside, come inside. I was like, there's something about the energy to there that I was like, oh, he seems like he's okay. And yeah. he was. And he was. And I still, I mean, him licking his fingers. It's really good. It is yeah. a whole moment. It is a whole moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then like and then so Sydney turns and she sees Stu and she's like Stu help me and he just like the surprise Sydney that's like iconic right it's like so good. <laughs> and then they kind of they kind of like explain to her their master plan right and they're just going over everything um hot 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 and how hot, icon- hot. <laughs> <laughs> how iconic it, it, it is that part too just the way it's all set and they have her cornered in like a, yeah. a, a just a standard kitchen right and like you got a fluorescent light above and it's just all so perfect because you, you know you think of horror movie kind of climaxes like this and it's not even this casual like everything is usually a little bit more you know that's where yeah. you pull out you know all your flair and this is so casual in the way they're doing this well it made sense too because you know they're high school kids and so the idea like trapping her in the kitchen because there's an island and she can't go either way is just it's again it's so smart I don't know if you guys have heard but this is a very smart script um (laughs) and but it's like that's and that's like very very cool thing about it Zach it's just like how 
ordinary everything in this movie is, right? And yeah. after this movie, things get more fantastical. You know, you've got the car yeah. crash in two, and, but it's like, this is such an ordinary horror movie. And like, I think that's why it's really effective. It's because people are dying in garages and, yeah. you know, like in their houses. And it's just like this, it's all could happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, no one is, I mean, like you said, in two, we get, more like we get the the sound the sound stage right. or whatever which yeah. i do think is a good oh, scene but, an amazing scene I mean, yeah. Yeah. Great set. it yeah. probably should have been the final act set for uh, scream free honestly <laughs> yeah. we're like really thinking about it yeah yeah totally. <laughs> but like did, i want to i want to touch on something while we're talking about this like i think what was really interesting for me thinking about noticing stuff again in rewatching it this time i was really like i was really taken by how much it seemed like Matthew Lillard made <laughs> Stu his own, like made him his own yeah. character. Like no one else would have or could have played it like Matthew Lillard did. And it's, he makes yes. so many big, strong choices that all really worked. And that's yeah. like a very crazy thing to happen for an actor of his age at the time. Like to be so over the top and so like loquacious and just like, it, it, it's, it's such a interesting, like, successful choice that I don't often feel like you see that much in terms of like, at least movies like this. Yeah. Especially because that character, right. It's so, it, it should, that character should be the sidekick to Billy and Billy should be like the one standing out a little bit. Right. More. But he, I mean, even the way they're kind of positioned is Billy in the forefront, but we got Matthew Lillard in the back doing all this crazy shit. And he, he's, you know, arguably more, more memorable than even Billy was. Do Completely. we, do we have an actor like Matthew Lillard of this like era? I'm like the Ooh. closest I can think is maybe Billy Magnuson. Maybe. Yeah, I could see. I could see that. That's a really good. Actually, that's a really good choice. I would go with that. I think because he's making some real big choices in everything. He yeah, does he, he makes he makes choices. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's not it's not like the Jared Leto's of the world, right? Who are yeah. doing the Joker? It's like these smaller actors who are getting these parts that they're turning into memorable things based on the choices they're making. Like even Billy in like Into the Woods, which is not a movie I care for. Like he's so interesting and memorable because he's doing these big things that we're talking about. Yeah, like Billy Magnuson in uh, like Game Night versus Billy Magnuson in Made for Love, or like right. he's just he's doing he's doing these things and he's taking these swings that in yeah. a way like I don't think a lot of uh, actors, especially young actors, are doing the way Lillard did. Mm-hmm. It, like even even him and like Ingrid goes west. Like he's just like mm-hmm. like he's he's like he strikes me as someone who's like okay, this is a four this is a four scene role and I have one line in each scene and I'm going to spend a month coming up with my character's backstory because I'm going to create a full person for this little crumb of a character. The one thing I will say, there's, I, I find no fault with the film. It does not make any sense that they start to attack each other before Sydney's dead. Like, yeah. it, like, I mean, like, unless it's some performative, look at me and my boyfriend penetrating each other. I want you to see this before you die. Like, that's the only thing that I don't really understand why it happened. Well, I think Billy, honestly, he expected to survive and he was planning to kill Stu. Is it? I think so, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. He's like, because Stu's not going to go as deep as I'm going with him. Because, well, yeah, he's <laughs> well, not in this uh, <laughs> realm, obviously. Um, but, but yeah. But honestly, that makes sense because, you know, that's obviously something he learned from his mother because she wasn't going to let Mickey survive too. There could only be one killer, you know? Yes. So it's kind of like, Perhaps you are correct. But wait, before, isn't it before? No, they've already done the stabbing. Or is it before that Gail comes in? Stab each other, then Gail then shows Gail. up. Because 
Courtney Cox's delivery of the like, <laughs> I got a story for you. Like the reporter left for dead, gets the gun, stumbles yeah. on YouTube, dipshits. Like, ah. so <laughs> sure, too. So sure. So good. That goddamn safety. Yeah. I don't, that was, I think at that point, I had not heard a theater scream as loudly yeah. as they screamed the instant Courtney Cox showed up again. Yeah. Because I, I, I oh my God, I fully trusted her too, right? Um, and her, her whole performance in that one part also, just the shaking of the hand with the gun, like, oh, yes. it gets me every time. So good. She's that's so just, good. Why have we, jacket. as a society, not been better to Courtney Cox, star of Cougar Town? How dare all of us? Latoya, lead the charge. I'm I should. I listen. I will say, I feel like we've been pretty good to Courtney Cox. She made we, millions of dollars every. We could week be better. <laughs> Courtney like, Cox is like five years. But also, like considering how great she is in these films, like yeah, her film career could have been so much better. That's fair. But, yeah. but also, if you think about, like, I mean, first of all, yes, one hundred percent. But like after Friends and these movies, she did Dirt. That was two or three seasons. Dirt was bad. I did watch all two seasons. Yes, I watched all of it. You know, I've never dirt, heard of that. Cr- <laughs> oh, I'll Town. tell you about Dirt all day long. <laughs> I mean, she basically plays like Bonnie Fuller, editor of Us Weekly, except Bonnie Fuller is also like a raging sex addict and drug addict, which, you know, I don't know her for sh- personally, so who knows? I will say but- Shannon Sossaman, very hot in that show. She is a ghost mostly, but also very hot. <laughs> yes, that was where I discovered Ryan Eggold because he played one of like the... the like himbos or something, anyway. Yeah, Rick Fox is also there as a himbo. Yeah, there's a lot of hot people on Dirt. You should go back and revisit. It's a terrible show. It was like before they did damages and realized, oh, we yeah. could just put a good show on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, I mean, I agree with you. Courtney does deserve like more credit for being like, she's the only one of the friends who never won an Emmy, right? With the except like, so it's like, there is that feeling that like she does get kind of like uncelebrated in the way that the rest of the people do. Yeah. No offense, literally no offense to Jennifer Anderson at all. But like Courtney Cox uh, could have had at least a little bit of her film career, right? I mean, for sure. Although, I mean, yeah, I just I think Jennifer it. Aniston could have been Gail Weathers. You know, that could have I'm, been a thing. I mean, it. I mean, Courtney does when she gets. She could have done it. I think it would. No, no, no. It would have been different. I think yeah. she would have done well with a different version, but like she could have been. I feel like all of the ladies of Friends could have been. At least it would have different, but also great. Well, <laughs> that would be, I actually think that would be really good. Lisa I, can see, <laughs> I can see Lisa Kudrow as Sydney in the kitchen. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very Romeo and Michelle. Oh, <laughs> But I do hate that, yeah, she just gets, like, kicked and, you know, he's like, I know something you don't. And, like, yeah, I wish he had gotten, like, one shot in and then, okay. Is there a moment where we see him look down at the safety or is it, do we not see that? I assumed, oh, you mean, like, when he sees I need to, yeah, I need to look that. Like, if if his eyes dart, maybe. Right, yeah, that's a good question. I need to look back at that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, if you, like, see him look, but... Mm -hmm. um, it's good. And I also, as a kid, for some reason, was extremely, I didn't know what it was at the time, but like, I was very into the moment when he like cracks his neck when he's standing over her. There's just like something like the sound and the way his neck, I don't know. For years, I was like, I'm going to crack my neck too, because Billy did that, but, <laughs> which also was the only thing I've tried to emulate. Well, I mean, his, his final, like his big final plans, right? And how everything's going his way. And he like kicks uh, Gale and everything. It's him blowing his load, right? Like yeah. he's like so just empowered you know he feels like 
just the hot shit. Um, totally. And then like, Sydney's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do like uh, Matthew Lillard's. He's like, "You're gonna love this one, babe," and he's like, "Oh!" And then he like panics because she's gone. Like, I think yeah. that's a really good. I love him like pointing at the like stabbing his finger onto like the counter. Yeah. Like, it was right here, man. You know, that's what I mean. Like these choices, they're just so strong and they're all so good. Yeah, yeah, and like, and then we get the the moment of like they're on the phone with her, right? And I think it's so good, and I love that he like ad libs some of it. Um, uh, my mom's going to be so mad at me. It's such I th- a good line. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of ad-libbing happening in the Matthew Lillard performances, either been retconned into the script or like, it just, it's, there's so many things that he says that don't really sound like Kevin or the way Kevin has been writing, you know, throughout the rest of it. So, I mean, and they're not like that crazy, but it's just like the, the little character moments. He's just clearly like threading through all of those moments, those scenes yeah yeah and like you know when he's like my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me and then billy throw when he billy throws the phone on him he's like right. hit me with the he's phone dick. yeah <laughs> it's all so good and like Ugh. the thing about sydney is that she wants like it gail kind of throws herself into the fray sydney wants nothing more than to be left alone right right but when it comes down to it sydney We'll fucking stab you with an umbrella, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sydney was getting in fights in the in the Woodsboro school parking lot. I think, yeah. you know, she was she was ready for a moment like this. You don't get that right hook in the fucking police <laughs> alleyway just out of nowhere all of a sudden. Uh, I'll send you a copy. Bam, bitch goes down. <laughs> Not appreciated. No. <laughs> It is it's such it's such a good like and it's such a good last act too because like it, it, that's when it does get like the whole Matthew Litter like TV thing like is very you know like horror movie kill e but it again like it all feels natural she's just using what's there right she's yeah. just doing whatever and that's what makes sense about what we're talking about before about it being a very simple film she's not like bringing him to a TV and throwing him through a flat screen she's just dumping a heavy thing on top of him and yeah. it just happens to be a television right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I do love the, like, I always had a thing for you, Sid. She's like, in your dreams. And that's when she pushes it. So good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it really is. Like Sydney Prescott just like has the, like, like I said, she wants to be left alone, but like when she needs to, she will throw down. Like there's no, she's not going to take any bullshit. Right. Right. This is why I love every Sydney Prescott meme. Like the ones like, oh, call an ambulance, but not for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Wendy Williams talking about the killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my, like, I know Wendy Williams in general is very unhinged, but that's my favorite, like, unhinged Wendy Williams thing. She just keeps talking about the killer. The killer. Like, Martha Stewart knows that she talks about the killer. Like, what? <laughs> 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 but we yeah i do you, wendy we love you, i wendy. do think that the i think i had just i just saw that like today the, that like meme what is that video even from latoya i don't know what that one is like oh someone call an ambulance for, no, <laughs> not for not me. me it's like that weird old man with a gun i don't even know <laughs> but that so is Sydney Prescott, right like that is it's so good <laughs> so she knocks tv over on stew but then Billy is back, right? Billy gets back up. And she, I I always thought this was like very gross that she puts her finger in his cut. It's, it's gross, so but good. it's good. Yeah. It's so like, good. and so then Gail does get her moment, right? Gail yeah. fucking shoots him. And I love like, 
I mean, you guys mentioned like the way her hand shakes like works so well because yeah, I would also be shaking if I was in this scenario. And I like that she even still has like the beat of guess the safety was off that time, you asshole. Like and she's I mean, just so good. Courtney Cox's hair throughout the Scream franchise <laughs> is that of a woman who knows she should be in more feature films. <laughs> <laughs> that is main character hair. <laughs> that is, I mean, it is, I mean, oh God. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I broke Jared. <laughs> no, it's just, it is. It's just, again, you know, Courtney Cox's hair in the Scream movies is the Matthew Lillard of hair, just making strong choices at every turn. How I want to mix happen? and match. I want to mix and match the hairs and put the bangs the in this Was the only episode of Buffy that Courtney ever saw amends? And is that right. why Scream 3 happens? She was watching it as she was doing it. She's like, <laughs> and she got so distracted by the beauty that was happening then snowing that she's, she's like, like what? She's like, well, this is a great a great episode of television. This hair is good, actually. She's like, Angel's like, am I a righteous man? She's like, snip, snip, snip. You know, she, she dyed it black, she cut them bangs. And you know, she was sitting there in her, in her mirror, you know, yeah. kind of like playing with it a little bit. She liked it. She was so into you, it. She loved it until the movie came out and we all started making fun of it. She thought she looked amazing. She loved it. it until Twitter, right? It like, is that until... episode of Friends where Phoebe cuts her hair. That's what happened. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it just looks so weird. Like, it just looks so strange. Like, I don't know how yeah. you look at yourself in a mirror and you're like, because this is the choice. This is the right choice. Were those short bangs a style? Because from the ones we all know who have the short bangs, we're all laughing at them and we were alive then. Because it's I just those two. We, well, we laugh well, every time. Alyssa Milano does have them in, in two or three episodes of Charmed as well. I did think they looked really two good. Two or three Alyssa episodes Milano, of Charmed though. and they stopped that shit. Uh, yeah, they're like, great. yeah. But it's I like, you were able to hide it. that because she was fucking cold. So they were sweaty anyway. <laughs> exactly. But Zach, it's like, did, you, did, you, did you just say you liked them? I Alyssa liked Milano? them on Alyssa Milano in Charmed. I was <laughs> in has the best version of those bangs yeah. i gotta say but it's like it's just it, it is weird because in my memory only the, they're the only three people in the world yeah. who had those bangs at that time <laughs> like it wasn't a trend it was just them like they were in some group chat and we're like what we, should get, what we should do let's get really weird bangs and just they did it together it all of them yeah. they went to the stylist together you know but the rest of them have they're they're at least i don't know they look better courtney's are they're very wispy they're very yeah. like i don't know there's something it, about them that, that they're crazy they don't even see it you know they're like all <laughs> over the place <laughs> yeah it, yeah it looks like almost like a fake mustache that I, right, I, miss, I miss the chunky highlights of Courtney. they're my that's my yeah, favorite courtney cox's because she has them in the second one too right they're, yeah they're redder the blonde have a, a chunky highlight i had uh, uh, some highlights in uh, seventh grade because Kelly Rowland and I should have known I was not straight then. <laughs> what we color were they? We need were they pictures. Red? Were the red yeah. highlights because of Kelly Rowland. We need pictures for the podcast. We yeah, I, 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 I have no pictures, unfortunately. I have looked though. Mm. Unfortunately, I, my like seventh grade yearbook was in black and white, so that's how you're not going to see them. I had the I had the blonde highlights in eighth grade, so I had the bowl cut, and so I had like blonde highlights in them. Did not my best the bowl cut? <laughs> Listen, everyone had a bowl cut back then. Is, is this like you trying to retcon that into existence? Like Courtney uh, Ellis and Sarah were trying to keep <laughs> some bangs were a thing. Don't abandon me, Jared. You know it's true. Justify, justify so the true. Bowl cut. So, so true. As, as usual, one of these recordings turns into us all attacking Ian. <laughs> <laughs> God. I got in I trouble for that one time. I can't do that anymore. I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs>
so they kill the killers um i gotta say one of my like a bit that i love is just them all screaming and it's the dad like i love that when the dad comes out like i mean that's a picture you see everywhere right of like yeah. courtney's got her hands up and like randy and sydney are screaming and it just but that's the moment he decides to get lively when they've right. got a gun in their <laughs> right. hand it's, it it's over quick, and it's a done quick, you know like oh the but- killers are dead let me come out now <laughs> Yeah, throw yourself out of that closet when we needed it, like two hours ago at the party when we're surrounded by 50 people. (laughs) You're going to help your daughter not go through all of this. He's not really trying to help his daughter do much of anything. He's always gone trips and leaving her alone to dial 911 on her computer. To to, to paraphrase Faith Hill, this bitch, this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I'm just glad that like, we didn't have, she didn't have to have her father get murdered too, right? Like, I'm just glad that like, Right, because that's usually the move. I feel like she's better off only having to worry about herself, though. I agree. Like he's just an albatross. He's bringing what he's bringing her groceries and later, and like we don't need. Well, that's why they know not to. Yeah, that's why they know not to go after him anymore because he's like Mm -hmm. he's useless. Anything. She's not coming to rescue him. They probably like there was a scream three and a half probably, and they had him. They they sent a they sent a ransom note, and she said. She said, can't you know be bothered. Can't be bothered. Of, I got enough going one. on. In one I'm of the busy. stabs, he's actually like the protagonist because of Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who plays her dad in stab? Who was like yeah. like a hot older man that they're gonna they're gonna just choose to put over Sydney and the stabs? It's like I'm, Treat I mean, Williams or something. I'm like, I went for Josh Brolin, actually. That's what I'm going for. Josh Brolin is a 90-year-old man, LaToya. <laughs> <laughs> Not 90. Oh no, I was thinking James Brolin. I was thinking James Brolin too. I was like, when you said it, I was Josh like, Brolin, you know, his, his hot husband. son. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Jared, I don't know that he's that much older than us. The Brolin boys. <laughs> the attractive I, old, older man, not his okay. dad. <laughs> I love that. I love that he's going from snapping the world away in the Avengers to doing Stab Five, playing Sydney's <laughs> father. So we get the, she meets her dad and I, I gotta say, I also love the bit of that. Like it ends on Gail getting her story. Yeah. Like for me, I just, I mean, I've said this 80,000 times, a lesser movie would have punished Gail for being ambitious, for being severe. Like she would have absolutely Mm -hmm. died in that last act or before that. She would have died of any of these movies for that very reason. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But like instead not only was she right the whole fucking time, but she gets the story. And yeah. like, I don't know. I love that as the ending. Yeah. She was right. Yes, Cotton Weary is a little weirdo, but his only crime was fucking this, the whore mother because he's hot <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. And of course, Scream 3 reminded us he's hot as fuck because <laughs> Liam Shriver wanted to show off how jacked he was. And we are not mad about it. How how much of the promotional material up to now have you have you all seen? Like everything? Or are you trying to keep away from it mm. i watched I've the watch- uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. i've watched a, a trailer i don't know if, how many trailers have been. I, i've watched one and i'm like yeah. is this all the opening are they just going to do the screen right. for opening again mm-hmm. basically uh and i saw of course our, our favorite poster it's like the killer is on this poster yeah. but i'm not I'm, I'm not seeking anything out um yeah. the only thing i'm seeking out is to add a little v to the end <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking do it latoya we already said sharpie get your sharpie out yeah. yeah. carry it around yeah um, same i watched that very first trailer they were like it's they, they had like the door locking on the phone the and then seen the poster and i've seen the photos that like came out of like yeah. but it's just like it's just single character shots i'm yeah. actively not watching anything else yeah yeah 
I don't see the need to like at, all it's going to do is show me things that I and we're so see. close to it. Right. Like you yeah, really, really, really yeah. can hold on 30 you know, days for from a, today. One of this, one of the many stream accounts that I seem to follow reminded me of that for stream five. I think like, I don't know, like what's, I mean, I'm glad you all agree. Cause I really, really don't want Sydney to die. I just feel like you said Latoya, that's just bleak. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. She survived all of this and it's like, you survive and then you get mur- murdered. So, I guess you could create a new quote unquote final girl, but like, just but, let her, her, yeah. her live. Just- Do you think Nev Campbell would, would allow that? Because she doesn't have to come back for anything like but, this. So like- but also kind of so she doesn't have to come back. But, you know. I, I think that this film is probably designed to be a handoff from the former generation to the next generation to some degree, right? Yeah. And the I way think, they lied about four. <laughs> yeah, well, right. So who knows? But they can't do that again. We just saw that. I have this but weird theory. I mean, <laughs> Emma Roberts is still funny. alive. What if the killer is what if the killer in this one is literally actual Emma Roberts and she's just like mad <laughs> and it just comes to she's just you know like, what? I'm okay you, with it. I'm I just okay fucking signed this call this contract yeah. to be number one of the calls. Yeah. And you bitches. She's like, I made that movie, I got a taste of blood, and now I'm really killing people. And how happy, <laughs> how happy Eric she Roberts. would be to do it too. <laughs> My aunt is Julia Roberts. What the fuck? <laughs> I was Nancy Drew, goddammit. <laughs> I, Wait, I, Sarah Shahi? And then they're like, no, <laughs> the other Nancy Drew. <laughs> the other Nancy Drew. Um, I have a theory that's based on absolutely nothing, but just like in thinking about what this could be, obviously Sydney doesn't live in Woodsboro anymore, right? And Gail, yeah. they don't live in Woodsboro. The they film takes place- dumb as fuck to do so. <laughs> but the film takes place in Woodsboro, obviously. So I feel like, and this is again, based in nothing, Dewey is the opening kill because he is still living in Woodsboro. And that's the thing that gets Sydney and Gail to come back. Because what else would get them to come back yeah. to Woodsboro? They have no fucking family there. I mean, all of Sydney's family has been murdered in that town. She's not going to live there. She's not going to come back. But I think Dewey is the only thing that brings these two people back. Yeah. But, but also David does seem to be in a fair amount of the film based on what we saw in that one trailer. So I don't yeah. really know. Uh, that trailer also, was, I will say yeah. David Arquette saw him wrestle January 1st, 2020. Great experience in my life. The before times, it's good stuff. Also, Zach, I have a thing. I have a question for you. Go for it. Remember when you thought that um, Marley Shelton same and person Heather Graham were the same Same woman? person still. Same person still. <laughs> I just figured out that Percy Jackson is not in this movie. No. <laughs> he said that to me. He was like, oh, that Percy Jackson, they're casting him as a team no. forever. I was like, what? He, was it he, Jack he, Wade? No, 13 Reasons Why Dylan Minnette, I think, is who you're oh, talking about. Who you they do Jackson? look, they actually do look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, we were texting and he just kept saying Percy Jackson. And I was like, but who are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, Logan Lerman is not in this movie. Wait, yes, what did, uh, who did you think Judy was? Because he, he thought that Marley Shelton and Heather Graham were the same, same person. person. You tell me they're not. You tell me they're not. Her uh, oh. role from earlier in the franchise. Got it. Okay. I mean, the, uh, I, I can see it. I can see okay. it. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to agree. It's okay. No, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to remain in my mind. And I can see. I can see how you would think it. Yeah, <laughs> we all know how he would think it because we've lived through the aughts. Right. 
But at the same time, it was very funny because he was so adamant. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was very sure. <laughs> we, we were talking and we were doing this live stream and we were talking about it. And I was going on for a very long time watching their faces, thinking I said something weird. <laughs> but they didn't explain this to me for like five minutes. They let me go <laughs> for a good while. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, then at when, one point, when Heather Graham returns point, to the, the movies, I'm like, you, you mean Heather Graham who played Casey Becker instead? It's okay. Oh. And you know what? I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it. It's in my it's mind. Good. I'm it's good. It's our favorite bit. Anything. That's great. So, okay. We were kind of talking about this when we were going over part one, how they do an opening kill that... Or an opening that yeah. it makes it fresh, that keeps it going, but also doesn't fall into its own tropes, you know, mm-hmm. like all of that. Um, we're not talking about the opening, so you guys don't get to talk about that. What about the Boo. ending? What about this last act, this ending? How do they keep, how do they make it successful and something memorable and something we're all going to leave the theater really excited about? They reveal Marley Shelton and Heather Graham were the same person the whole time. Oh my gosh, can you see the double team up for them as killers? Could you, mm. could you imagine there's like unmasked and it's just the two of them and you're like, wait a minute, they are two people. <laughs> Marley Shelton I, is the is the Gabriel to uh, to Heather Graham. I feel like, like in the her, back of her. Deputy <laughs> Judy. Deputy Judy like definitely dies in this one, right? Like yeah, I can't I believe so. she lived through four. Yeah. yeah. And again, Zach, Marie Shelton, she's sugar and spice. Mm. Heather Graham is every other fucking movie. <laughs> Literally Ex- every yeah. explain it to me. It's not gonna make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I mean, it, honestly, it's a really good question because it, it it can't like they're not gonna like Fast and Furious 9 and go to space, you know? And so like there's not really Spoiler like alert. Oh, sorry guys do um, they really go to space in that movie Ian you don't know <laughs> he's not gonna fucking watch this shit I don't know what you do to level it up so I'm like and you can't and like killing Senior <laughs> Gale would killing Senior Gale like would be the thing but I don't think they can do that either the only thing that I could think honestly is that they find a way to give Sydney true peace in some way and like that would like end it for her but like i don't know what that even entails yeah, because- lol to that idea too right it's not gonna happen <laughs> i she agree will, she's gonna she will never know peace never know. for life because the the assumption is there will be more movies after this that is what yeah. they are intending for and if there are more movies you have to have sydney to be like oh god i'm just getting too old for this if they're bullshit. gonna keep doing this sydney needs her own action figure she needs a doll she needs all of it um we don't have any of that for her but i guess maybe the question should be then how do you continue what's the best way to continue the franchise yeah i mean and now you're saying she's like her own doll and everything like there was a little bit of idol worship in scream 4 but maybe even go further with it mm-hmm. uh, in in this version too yeah because yeah. you know how we're all weird people want to tiktok with sydney prescott now <laughs> oh gosh this is fucking tiktok in this movie oh no <clears throat> uh. woodsboro tiktok challenge <laughs> i can start i can off. i can feel it in my bones now <laughs> i I, I mean, like, I, the thing, like, to me, this, like, the whole, the fact that I would have been fine if they did a Scream 5 and did not bring the original three back and did a whole original story. It was new directors, it's new writers, there was an opportunity to really separate the two. The fact that they are bringing them back and Kevin makes me feel like there is some kind of unfinished business that they need to sort of fix. Yeah. And, but I just don't know, I don't really know what that is, because unless... You know, they, unless like they live in a world where 
everyone still thinks Jill was the hero and now Sydney's the killer. Like it, it just, it, like there's not really like a reason for them to be back. So I think understanding yeah. like what the the there there is, is like still my big question mark about the this movie's existence with these three characters in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think there is, you're, you're absolutely right, Jared. If there's like a world in which they still think Jill's like this like Messiah kind of compl- right. like thing, That'd be very interesting. I don't because obviously we have continuity between these movies, but if it is that kind of continuity, it'd be very interesting. Yeah, you know, because uh, they who were who was Billy and Stu were framing Sydney's dad, right? Yeah, so that, that was the, what they were trying to do. There are like little snippets of them in the kitchen again. What if like that? is kind of realized this time around and Sydney is framed for something and that yeah. goes through that pushes through and it's more about clearing her name so she has to come back to clear her name for some in some way and that's how we know that those gossip bitches from scream one are the killers like I was saying I've been saying for months yes she had like a homicidal break blah blah oh, blah the girls in the bathroom <laughs> yep did you know that's he older that was he older's girlfriend yeah oh, that tracks <laughs> yeah that feels right what what if those wait what if those girls from the bathroom team up with Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart from Scream 2 and it's like all the white women who've been hurt by sitting (laughs) being their friends over time come back to exact their revenge on her now will Portia bring back those eyebrows oof I hope so they were gorgeous I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm lo- I mean, listen, I'm loving this path that we're completely making up this idea that Sydney needs to clear her name. I know. Um, uh, poor Sydney already, though. I know. You know? Sydney, like, we're giving but, her more shit. But, but, As we all know, Sydney hates other women and she's going to take it down a peck or two. She does not support like, other women. But that would get Sydney back to Woodsboro. Like if she needed to do something like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that could accomplish that. I don't know. Like I, I'm just very much stuck on this idea that Sydney would not go back to Woodsboro. Yeah. And so there needs to be a something for that to happen. And I, as of now, all I believe is clear your name, more and Dewey. Yeah. I think they're what whoever the killers do end up being, I think they're getting away with it this time. I think that was the direction they should have gone in for. Oh. And I think they'll do that. They'll they'll realize that this time around. So that was that's what interesting. Was, again in the original Scream 2 script, that's how it was supposed to end. Was it with both uh Jerry O'Connell and Elise Neal getting away with it and then it goes dot 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 and then we go into Scream 3. Mm. Right. I like that because at least that would give like I mean and that also does kind of mesh well with this current iteration of like Jason Blum horror movies where how the Halloweens are connected and so you're actually creating sort of like a longer narrative so I I don't mind that idea at all that like they get away and then it's kind of like a chase or a hunt or like the quest to bring them down that's interesting to me I don't like it I don't like it I don't like it gosh it's not a happy ending story Ian. they're not gonna do that this time it's not gonna be happy there's no graceful fade you know tra- out tracking shot you know yeah i don't think there's anyone we want to win winning unless again it's kirby mm. and she kills them all <laughs> I'm, I'm liking this actually okay i'm gonna go with this now i like this idea i just want to give sydney a break i feel like well, if, 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 listen, if Nev wanted to give Sydney a break, she wouldn't have signed on to come back to the film. But she said, you know what? Sydney needs to go through some more shit and I need oh. money. 
Poor Sydney. She's, Can we just... she's literally sitting in Hollywood land. Like, I should have never been born. <laughs> I should have been here. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap up, right, Zach? Yeah, this was great. This was great. We talked a lot. We got a lot of good ideas out there. You know, if we were writing the script, it'd have been a good one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we fixed the whole movie. We picked the franchise, honestly. Like, honestly, I mean, good for us. Hayden Penitier is going to call us and say thank you. Yes. If that wasn't at least given thought for this it, one, if they didn't even at least think about it, because I know she's going, she's going through it right now, so it, I don't understand like, if she said no. But if you if you know about the Scream franchise and you're like, I'm taking you know. over, you better fucking know how people feel about Kirby at this point. Here's the thing: the only thing people are tweeting at Hayden Panettiere is about Kirby for the last year. So obviously, she knows. They know. Everyone is aware. It's, I hope they considered it. It's kind of. It's truly amazing because i don't yeah. know what happened in general or like people were like hayden panettiere whatever like heroes like yes heroes was garbage but like she was fine she's hayden panettiere we always loved her she was a kid remember she's the titans yeah. Yeah. yeah he's she's been like great in ch- everything that she's yeah and for. then and then scream four happened mm-hmm. everyone was like wow <laughs> and then nashville happened and she was f- fucking phenomenal yeah. poor connie Britton, because because the whole point because the whole point and Nashville was like, Connie Burton's like the Faith Hill. Right. And then like Hayden's like the Taylor Swift. Yeah. You can't fucking sing. And, <laughs> Hayden and now, was a much better singer. And now, look, and now look where we are. Now look yes. where we are. Look Hayden is going, Kirby will be the Avengers post credit scene. We're going to oh. get that. Just a brief 30 seconds of zooming so in on good. somebody, because- looking at their phone, an alert comes, more murders in Woodsboro. She gets up, <laughs> pulls the Glock out of her pocket, and she's ready <laughs> she to fucking go. No, Cindy, Cindy goes, on your left, and then Kirby <laughs> They jump on a Zoom call together. Oh that would Kirby's, be... Every scene is a, is a Zoom call from Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm doing great, guys. She, she, she's like, Sydney, you go get him. And then that's her That's her little thing right there. She sings her song from Natural, Don't Put Dirt on My Grave Just Yet. And then... And, and with she... that, we thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> uh, Zachary, where can they find My Bloody Judy on youtube uh youtube.com slash azb bonus features and what about on all pod pod, pod, pod podcasting platforms on podcasting platforms you can find it on slayer fest 98's podcast feed on apple Podcasts, spotify and other corners of the internet and where's everybody finding you guys latoya and Jarrett? uh usually when they ask for plugs i just say no but in case uh, y'all don't know where to find me at this point, uh, I don't know because you're racist. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at LaFergs, L-A-F-E-R-G-S. I have a couple of um, vampires with deep turmoil uh, podcasts, <laughs> uh, Angel on Top and The Empire Diaries. Those are about uh, the show's Angel and The Vampire Diaries and all that uh, entails of The Vampire Diaries universe. Um I don't know. I've ordered a book on women's wrestling. You can find that too. Garrett, where'd you ever want to find you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, as Jared says, but I don't recommend following me on TikTok because it's just a bunch of Kelly Clarkson videos. <laughs> oh, so that's good, actually. Big recommendation, I mean, listen, it's, I, just want, I want you to know what you're getting into. I'm, Have you on done Twitter a Never Again video? I mean, God, I love that song so good. <laughs> I, was, I was blasting it earlier. <laughs> so good. Hope the ring well, you gave to her turns her finger green. <laughs> thank you both so much for joining us. And thank, thank you, you for having for us. This listening. was so fun. Bye. Bye.